Some people have learned to be scared of confrontation. Other people have learned to thrive on it. When you can thrive or when you do thrive and you can pick out the people that don't, that's it, yeah. you've, you've hit the jackpot. Hi, this is Mick Tully and you're listening to Mixed Martial Arts. On today's show, I've got an absolute star. He's a he's a good friend of mine, Paulino, Paul Cole. You guys might know you. Were the, as far as I'm concerned, you were the first guy with a podcast in the UK on BJJ, weren't you? I think I was. Yeah, yeah. And what? And what? 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 What, what was your driving influence on that? Just start there. Um, I wanted to get people. Well, not people, but get um, practitioners' mindsets. But it turned into too much of an interview where it sounded like I was licking arse and I didn't want that. It's hard, isn't it? I wanted it? it to be fun. I wanted it to be more of a chat. Um, but it turned a bit a bit too, I don't know, Jonathan Ross for me. But bit too Michael Parkinson, perhaps? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So, Paul, where did you start in martial arts? Um, I think pretty much where everyone did. Like, six years old, karate school. Um... And then, after watching Karate Kid, wanted to do that. And then um, it's amazing, Karate Kid. Like, I I started martial arts because of Karate Kid. Yeah. Well, um, my cousin. Well, I've got I've got a few. I've got a big family, Irish family, um, and one of them uh, was a really good Thai boxer, trained at K Star. Right. Uh, under Steve. Steve Logan. Logan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with Damien Trainer and. Um, Badass. All the old school yeah, guys, training yeah, kicks yeah. Ass. all the old school guys. Well, I was training partners with Damien, so I went Thai boxing a few times, and then Luke. Yeah, um, I I was living in Birmingham, um, and me and Luke used to sort of play fight and wrestle and stuff like that. And then uh, he'd gone to Nottingham Uni, done a few classes of. Well, I suppose it was traditional jiu-jitsu, but the guy that um, the guy that taught there, Paul Lloyd Davies, who's now BJJ Black Belt. And yes. Um, he taught some grappling, and Luke camoraded the shit out of me. So I was like, I am not having that. So Luke started first. Uh, he started martial arts first. Yeah. Did when you start jiu-jitsu before? I started Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, because right. I looked in the yellow pages. I was like, I'm not having that. This is some jiu-jitsu <laughs> stuff. I was a massive uh, like wrestling fan and he'd given me a tape of UFC 1 and 2 well, and I wasn't bothered about Hoyt. So this was uh, this was WWE? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Who was your favourite wrestler? Ken Shamrock. Really? Yeah, well, yeah, most yeah. dangerous man. Yeah, so when, um, so when even when Hoist beat him I was like, no, that can't happen. Didn't make the Cause connection. Because physi- physically between... he was a specimen. Oh, he was a monster. Yeah. yeah. Absolute monster and he, um, I remember a, like a cage match he had with um, Steve Blackman, where there was weapons. Jesus, Steve! Like it was either Ninja Blackman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, he's a white guy. But yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah, yeah. Had, yeah. Oh no, I remember yeah, him. He had a beard. Yeah. Good with kendo sticks. Don't yeah, know about. I can't remember what his gimmick was. Was he like just like boring? Yeah, he was like a nin. He was like a bit of a robot type. He was, yeah. And they, and they turned around just afterwards and they made out. Time. Yeah, and then they made out that he was like the world's most interesting man. Or that I remember there was some. Oh, I don't know. I was some out BS they did. I'd got into proper. You, you got into the real McCoy. The real. 
stuff, yeah. So, um, yeah, founder, um, Gracie Baja, well, it was UK then. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't even Baja Birmingham. Um, was this a custom factory? Yeah. Just right. before. In the Just library. before? Yeah, yeah, in the, the, wow. the church. And that. There, was some, so, there were some killers in some those absolute days. Absolute monsters. Yeah, throw a few names out. Um, there was Andy Roberts, a guy called John Mannion. John Mannion, yeah. yeah. Martin Lowe, who was one of the... He was the first Brit I knew that went over to Brazil and spent really? a couple of months. There was Dave MacDonald, um, Barry Foley, Rachel Wheatley. Wow. That um, Glenn Broderick, he came after. He came when we were in Small Heath. Really? Yeah, but Glenn, Glenn's a legend as well. Um and yeah, some some really. So this was obviously before like Bugger and yeah, Kev massively Web. before, massively before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at Blue Belt when they started. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Surpassed me then. Neil, but, uh, I remember Neil as uh, as a white belt used to. I was about maybe about eighteen at the time, maybe a bit older. Neil seemed going to be a scary guy when you were yeah, eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember after every class he'd go round shaking everyone's hand, thanking them. Yeah. And I was like, "That's amazing. That's yeah, incredible. yeah." Neil's Neil's class act. Yeah, I think he was still a fireman then as well. He's well, he still does one day a week, doesn't he? Oh, does one he? Day, yeah, I one don't day know, on, one day off. Yeah, he's oh, still, he, he he's uh, he agonises. He keeps saying he's going to leave, but if he leaves, then he doesn't think that he's going to have the. Uh, he, he he thinks that he won't be able to dis- disassociate himself with martial arts being a business. Uh, okay. So literally, I don't think it's yeah. for the money. It's which is yeah. quite an interesting point, you know, because now you do it and you, you make money out of martial arts, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, because a lot of people can't reconcile the two. It's difficult. Yeah, you can be. Um, I'm very lucky that I've had people around me who have been black belts in the business side of right, like martial arts businesses. Yeah, um, and steered me in the right direction. Yeah, there's been a lot of hard work and stuff like that, but there's crazy things like um, you day take a day off training so that you can spend business, spend a day doing business, talking to banks because the last thing you want to do is speak to a bank and then go and teach a class or yeah. teach a class and then phone up, I don't know, an estate agent who's looking for a new. Uh, what, what, or something. Uh, what, is that is that because you you can't change the mindset? It's, yeah, well, just different hats, you know, you want to go in and be like, right, I'm training and I want to get as much out of this training as I can and like everyone else, yeah, your mind's on it yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's times when you need to be answering emails and um, booking intros and, you know, stuff like that. All the, all the really exciting, glamorous yeah, yeah. part. Yeah, doing your accounts, as crazy as it sounds, yeah. you want to be doing your accounts while you're thinking about... Omoplatas and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, if you if you don't know what an omoplata is, it's a shoulder lock. Uh, quite yeah. painful actually. We've just uh, been covering a load of escapes on it. I, I'm just yeah. still doing my powering out thing, lifting people really? up. And that was uh, Luke's favourite. Um, was it? Yeah, that's really funny because I go to a judo school in um, Nottingham. Go to yeah, because you put the white belt back on, right? Yeah, I was gutted because I uh, they double graded me to a yellow belt and I wanted to be a red belt. Oh. I really wanted to be a red belt, and um, but would you have wore the red belt with, with the BJJ gear? Definitely, yeah. Would you? Have? Yeah, <laughs> of 
course I would. Um, I put it on. Um, I put it on the underground. I remember putting it on um, the. You know, on Facebook, on the internet, yeah. and that was gutted that I'd been given. I remember seeing it, yeah. Yeah, and loads of people say I was t- obviously winding them up, um, and loads of people. Don't you think that's misleading? I was like, oh, irony is lost on the internet. I know. Somewhere, somewhere along the line, shocking. Somewhere along the line, it you lose an understanding of the cadence of the English language when it's just written down. But one of the guys there, um, he's a young brown belt, very good. He's going to be insane. Like, yeah, he's looking at the world at the minute. He's, he's amazing. And um, he trains some jiu-jitsu as well. Right. Um, and he has been throwing on my partners on everyone to roll them to get the pin. Wow, really? Really clever. And they were like, um, what would you do here? And I was like, well, I'd, I'd just stand up with him. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 you know, he's rolling it on, like, right, do it. Yeah. Stood up, get off. Yeah, shake, shake him off. off. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's my, that's my escape. That's, that's the only, it. that's the only, the that's only the escape I've got. If it works, that's the only one you yeah, need. Yeah, dry your hands off, man. <laughs> get dry, off. Dry that, get away from get me. Off, yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah, well, where do you find judo? Does it, is it, is it helping you with your takedowns? Uh, yeah, it's helping with, takedowns with um, an aggression yeah um, yeah for real speed um, coordination as silly as it sounds yeah because the Uchikomi you know like going in and out yes it's tough you realise you know you've you've got no balance well you see this is this is a crazy thing <laughs> yeah. the I, tra- I, I was just backwards. without sounding without, without name dropping too much but yeah this is Monday morning and I arrived back in yesterday from New York, and I was training at Denzo's. Mm-hmm. And I did a, I did three classes there, and two of those classes, the main part of it was Uchikomi. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it really, was, and these really guys important. are like, that doesn't work. This, yeah, that doesn't work. This, and I, I like, and literally, I don't mind because, yeah, working from back, I'm awful. Yeah, yeah. My takedowns are okay, I think. Well, for a for a forty seven year old blue belt, they're all right. Uh, um, yeah, working off the back's awful. Top game, okay. Yeah. But like when you see these guys, and these are high level. One one of the guys, he was Japanese American guy. Don't know his name. Black belt with Henzo, and his judo was like tip top. Yeah. And I asked him, and I said, "Does it inform you in a waza?" And he said, "I do." my jiu-jitsu with an Awaza mindset yeah, and he goes fast. and everyone hates him fast. because there's there's no stalling there's no nothing it's yeah. kill 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 the the grip um, I mean I'm really lucky in Nottingham um, there's a guy called James Austin who's from right. um, he teaches at Nottingham Uni but he comes over to Rycroft and he was um, he was at the Olympics at 2012 he represented Team GB Jesus and um you know, there's that calibre of a, of a person there, so I'm really lucky. But I go in and they're like, oh, you know, he's a jiu-jitsu black belt. Yeah. I go on the floor. and But, but I help, well, I, I do my best to help them. Um, but the things that they do are incredible. And you realise that um, everything that you see now coming through that you're like, oh, look, it looks really good, is an old judo. Yeah, thing. Like, um, I was watching some half guard stuff, and um, one of the guys went, "Oh, you should check out Kashiwazaki," and I was like, "Right, okay." So I ripped the name down. It was yeah. on YouTube. Just 
half half deep half from like early eighties. Really, Japanese world champion just smashing everyone. Uh, I, thought, I thought Gordo invented that position. No, everyone develops. He didn't. No, he's there's that BJJ hacks video where he says, "I didn't invent it. I just developed." Um, but yeah, grips. Realizing that, or not knowing, but realizing that how important grips are. Right. Through thinking jujitsu. Well, you, you, it is. It's so funny because it, there's nothing really new. I said again, name dropping horrendously, but Gary Tonnen, uh, Eddie Cummins, John Danaher, hmm. and Holes Gracie. They're all on the mat. Mm. at Henzo's right and I'm watching Gary Tonnan and I swear to God it, I, I thought he was auditioning for Cirque du Soleil and then the more I, I spent and looked at it yeah. yeah he did something really flashy to get to a position but then everything he did was just like it was basic Yeah. but then it went flashy again so I don't think there's anything new is there in martial no, arts I think um, fundamentally it's all just movements in a certain pattern Yeah. and different patterns have different names so a different pattern of movement could be called judo yeah it could be called jiu-jitsu could be called sambo could be called wrestling depending on what situation you're in at the time is what yeah and the, the other one as well is a lot of it's cultural it yeah 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 as a school owner you'll know that you'll get the demographic of the 18 to 34 mm. year old male yeah. right and you'll get that and I see where I really see where BJJ appeals because the British mentality, the mindset, always up for a rock, you know. But you know, yeah. in the guards of confines of safety. But then, as a school owner, what your kids' class is like? How many women do you have training with you? Uh, at the moment, there is. I've got four women. I've got a fifty-four-year-old blue belt. Really? Yeah, she's a nurse over at the awesome. hospital. She's incredible. The um, has the best mindset of of all of the students. There's as a school owner and and as a as an instructor, you'll know you get an influx of students. It's like a funnel, yeah. and out of that funnel, a very small amount make it through. Yeah, if that makes sense. Not yeah, not yeah. in a um, an egotistical way, and not as in oh you're not getting through, but as in are they going to stick it? And I know one hundred percent. She's a two stripe blue belt. Out of when there's a lineup of all of my students, there's maybe six or seven that I'm like, they will definitely stick it to black belt. And really? she, she is one of them, definitely. Wow. Um, my kids' classes, um, got about 45 kids. Wow. Yeah, I get really busy kids' classes, but I, I spend a lot of time um, on character development rather than necessarily the physical skills choking an armbar yeah 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 that makes sense no 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 100% Um, it's important that they're able to defend themselves but it's more important well it's it's as important um, that they're respectful that they're disciplined that they've got they're courteous yeah um, you know that they do their homework there's there's a massive issue with teaching or I think there's a massive issue with teaching um kids how to choke each other without saying you know this is where you exercise control this is where yeah you know and like as a tip for people that that have schools um as a parent if i say to you um 
Right, you bring your son and I'm going to teach your son to do flying arm bars and they're going to be able to choke out any bully that comes up to them and if anyone gives them any hassle, they'll just double leg them, drop them on the head and that'll be fine, they'll never get bullied. Or you come and I say, right, I'm going to um, bring out confidence in your child, I'm going to um, help them develop into well-rounded individuals that are going to be polite, they're going to make their uh, not even really have to make their room because they're going to be tidy yeah. they're going to look after themselves they'll be confident they'll be disciplined they'll be fitter we'll have fun and we're going to go over techniques that they need to show control with because they're dangerous and if a bully comes up to them they're going to be able to get out of a headlock and control the child until a teacher comes or until somebody else comes or put them into a position where they can get up and run off while the person's still on yeah. the floor. Um, and which one do you want? Well, yeah, it's hard enough to sell, to sell that to an adult mm. because most adults, they come in and they're driven by, they're driven by a desire which isn't necessarily what they what they actually want. Yeah. You know, so they come in, they want to be killers. The minute yeah. the minute that you grip up with them, you realise that the last thing they ever want to be is a killer if they have to pay this price. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, um talking I know that was like ambiguous and it might not have been um No, it made complete the way that you I mean what you said, but right. by paying the price. Also, which one are you gonna pay for? Because not only which one do you want for your child, which one are you gonna pay for? Are you gonna pay for me saying, well, you know, he's gonna arm bar bullies and if the little sister or little brother or big brother comes up and hits him, you know, as brothers do, he's gonna footlock him or he's gonna arm bar him. Which one are you gonna pay for? Yeah, well you see you've just as you were saying this, just as he said that, my my mind raced back to WWE, don't try this at home. Yeah, and that, and that well, you don't see any of that. You don't see any of that in, in kids' martial arts. They do in mine. Yeah, but you, yeah, but you you know what I mean. If you yeah. if you go on the internet, if you go on the internet, you see pictures, uh, and he's a he's a, he's a friend of mine, uh, and he's got some pictures there for his kids' program, and one of them is that there's his two kids. One's nine years old. The other one's probably the same, and he's in a mat position, holding him by the throat, and it looks like he's going to punch him. And I'm thinking to myself. What are we trying to sell here? Well, I'll show you. I can't show you pictures, but if anyone wants to see pictures and they want to go on Facebook and it's the Gracie Baha Sutton page, um, if I show you a picture of what my um, kids' classes look like, um, so you'll see there's loads of coaches. On the yes. Map. They're all... Oh, cool. There. It's just loads of pictures of kids hanging out, being cool, and way hugging each other. And yes. Um, and how many co- how many coaches will you have on the mat? Um, well, on a Saturday morning, I get twenty five kids on the mat, so there needs to be at least three of us. Yeah. Um, because otherwise, it just gets too dangerous. Um, there you go. This is a good one. Now that is an awesome picture. Uh, right, so we don't we so the, do it because it's fun. Exactly, where two kids are smiling. There's one kid on the back, you know, and they're going for they are going for a joke. Yeah, um, and the kid on the 
they both know that when a tap happens, that's the end. That's it. Let go. One's having fun. Well, they're both having fun, to be fair. Um, I was stood right next to them. Um, so right, right over, there. just overlooking. Where people want the skills, but they don't necessarily learn how to control the skills. For you, children, especially personal development, yeah, massively, yeah, because I don't want, I don't want a child to be in school. Forget on the mats for a moment, because I'll, I'll deal with them sort of on a mat with training wise. But um, any kid that's in school and says. And again, another tip, but it's just things that I've worked out. Any child that's at school that is polite, courteous, uh, humble, helping, things like that, and a teacher says, what's happened to little Johnny? Or little Johnny's doing amazing, and a teacher says, yeah, we've enrolled him in a martial arts programme um, with a jiu-jitsu school. And then the teacher says, wow, that's amazing. I'm going to recommend it to five other parents whose children will really benefit from it or their friends and they bring their friends I do work with schools where I don't go and say right I want to teach kids how to double leg take down people or throw yeah. them with a big Japanese name throw um, I'm going to teach them character education I had this conversation with Bradio with Steamer it must have been four or five years ago and I said Bradio you guys are doing all right at the moment. Yeah, and they are. You know, Brazilian... If you, if, you know, if you've ever yeah, seen the movie Red Belt, I always say it's unrealistic yeah. because it's the only Brazilian uh, jiu-jitsu teacher I've ever met that, that says he's skinned because he couldn't even afford to get the window fixed in the yeah, movie, right? Yeah, yeah. But by and large, guys are doing well in, doing well in the business. But the minute that we can get away from this demographic and start looking at women middle-aged people mm -hmm. children because children is teaching social association mm -hmm. is teaching communication on you know which we'll go on to in a minute with your nlp work but we, we, you're communicating on a non-verbal level yeah but still which getting your confidence in. exactly yeah. exactly and what you, you haven't even scratched the surface no, the minute no, that the average man or woman finds out that their kids can benefit from this it's just gonna be crazy and the thing that I have no problem with, that a lot of people do, is I have no problem telling a parent that. So I will say to a parent, your child needs this. If they do, I wouldn't say it to somebody unethically. Yeah. Um, but if I truly believe, and I believe that everyone can benefit from martial arts, so congruently, I can say to a person with full belief, your child needs this. And I, I know that because... And I'm this pushy because I'm this pushy with my little brother. And I say, you should be doing something. Yeah. You should go to judo, go to jiu-jitsu, go to a boxing class, go to... How old is whatever. he? Whatever, he's 14. His idea of fun is sitting and watching people play games on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, because yeah. I love him, and if I'm willing to push my brother, yeah. why would I not? want the same thing I'm not selfish enough to not want that for other children but this is the thing I look at martial arts and I just think to myself right this is inherently it's going to be it will be good for everybody yeah but when you when you were saying I'm not going to tell them unless they need it right 
jiu-jitsu now is getting to the point where people look at it you're an athlete not really a fighter you know yeah. there's a sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. and then, you know and you know no no disrespect to anybody out there who you know trust me you get on the mat trust me i think no, i'm a fighter for that for that those five yeah. minutes trust me i'm not playing yeah. but uh, and the other guy facing me normally isn't either but there's a different sensibility mm-hmm. to that then if you were to take martial arts to the other extreme, which is uh, one of my actual pet hates now, which is the reality-based martial yeah. arts that yeah. only works and only has to be functional, yeah. I personally don't believe that that industry even exists. I think that's an industry that's been created and yeah. preys on people's uh, fears. fears. Fear. Yeah, 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 Darwinian fears of security. That, that I tell you what, now you said Darwinian fears, I'm going to let you go with this. <laughs> that just run, man. Tell well, me. Um, you, you were born, as we were talking about NLP, you're born with two fears. Fear of falling, fear of loud noises. Yeah. Um, Jeff Thompson pulled up on that very well when he says, if somebody's coming at you, shout at them as loud as you can because it will strike a yeah. fear in a person. Um, and once that fear gets in, it grows and it can go into other things. Um, so everything else is a phobia. And and it's a learned behaviour, which is why some people have it, some people don't. Some people have learned to be scared of confrontation. Other people have learned to thrive on it. Um, And when you can thrive or when you do thrive and you can pick out the people that don't, you've just hit the nail. That's it. You've, You've hit the jackpot because... They will look to you as a person um, of influence and somebody that they want to be like or they want to share characteristics. So uh, Tony Robbins demonstrates social worth. Massive, yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as, soon um, as you just demonstrate worth, everyone else wants that. It's value, yeah, yeah. value. And um, if you can do that and people that do, they will get people coming up and, oh, you know, don't mess with him because he's got... He can kill you with three punches. Um, Ben Poppleton has said some of the the best things I've ever heard, but I was in Tenerife with him, and he was in a an almost an argument with a Krav Maga instructor, and I'd I'm gonna say it because, um, but the guy was like, "Yeah, I can hit you twenty times in three seconds," and Ben just went. That's some fast shit. And the guy went, yeah, yeah. And he goes, problem with that, it's just shit done fast. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like Ben. That's a polarising, that's a guy I want on the show. Yeah, yeah, I want Ben on on the ass. But then he said something like, you know, I can hit you from an inch away and and it's going to hurt. And he's like, I'm going to choke you from an inch away and it will kill you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I choose to let go or, or not. And yeah. if I don't, you're dead. Yeah, I, I actually like I like the fact that you've got control right to the bitter end. That's what I like yeah. about jiu-jitsu. The minute you hit somebody, yeah, now it's in the hands of gravity. That's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Head on the floor. Yeah. Concussion. Yeah, every, when, yeah, it's one of the things, especially when I teach, uh, I always I'd say, I really wish it was cheap, but it's not. It's just fucking physics. Yeah. You know, I, I'm... I'm it's movement. That's it. It's movement again. Move, movement done with, with, with bad intent. That's yeah. it. So you mentioned that NLP and I've mentioned it twice. Yes. Right? What for those of you who don't know, NLP's neuro linguistic programming. And me selfishly, I might as well tell you, 
I got into it because I just read Strauss's book, The Game. Neil Strauss. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was speaking about that book the other day. Very, very good for, for awesome. whatever your um, intention. It, yeah, are. if that's your intention. I actually, I, I read about it, liked it. Then I saw some of Tony Robbins stuff, Anthony Robbins. Yeah. Yeah. His sales patter gets me at the end. Yeah. But everything up to that point. So 95% of it I love. But yeah. like, yeah, even now, if you go to him now, he will give you the disclaimer at the end, which is like, if you want to leave now, then the last five minutes, it is pure, pure hard sell. Yeah. Pure hard sell. But he's, you know, his net worth is like 600 million or something. And like he that. delivers. Yeah. He, he makes he makes he losers into successful yeah, people. He's worked with um, like Andre Agassi, Tiger Woods, Bill Clinton. Um He's worked with Jack Black. Okay. Oh yeah, Shallow Hal. Yeah, Shallow Hal. Shallow Hal needs to go. Some incredible people, and he he gets results. Yeah, and when I used to watch him, I didn't understand what he was doing. I I was like, "Why do I like this guy so much?" Because of things, not necessarily um, things that he does, but that plays a part. So as you have you ever done a course? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know about anchoring. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Well, I, I remember we talked about. I, oh, yeah. I did my, I did my practitioner, and I did my practitioner, my master practitioner. But okay. literally, selfishly, first of all, it was for business because yeah. there were certain people that I, I could connect with so many people, and for me, it was kinesthetic people, which is yeah. bizarre. Well, you live in a kinesthetic environment. You're a plasterer that teaches martial arts and yeah. does martial arts it's not going to be any more kinesthetic yeah no but, you know, but when I, I, with visual people yeah. and auditory people I was great yeah. but it was the, the guys that were like yeah we've got to touch base next week yeah, and you yeah. don't know how I feel yeah. and I wasn't listening to them and then when the hearing went yeah. bizarrely I started to understand them more well, it's the difference between listening and hearing oh jeez nine times out of ten people listen just for the break yeah, so that yeah. they can talk that's the thing yeah they listen to um, to know what to respond rather than listen I tell you something one thing I found about the, doing the podcast man that is a skill yeah and knowing when to and yeah did you say that one there well yeah. you, you say to a person what's the what's the opposite of listening they say speaking you're like no it's not listening what's the difference of speaking uh, what's the opposite of speaking listening no it's not speaking and that's that, that's, that's profound speaking. shit though isn't it when, yeah. you, when you think about it in that in that way yeah, because it. But nobody ever wants the awkward silence. No, no, no. Um, and that, <laughs> as a sales technique and stuff, that's that's used to. Um, that is, I tell you what, that's nefarious. But that is nefarious means you get a really, really good used car salesman. Yeah. He builds you up, builds you up, and then and he then just leaves this massive. Talking. And then someone has to say something. You see, has to yeah, and it's um and. For a car salesman, that will show how well they're pacing and leading a conversation. Exactly, and it's it's. I don't know. I, I don't know if you ever have you ever looked at any Bandler stuff. Yeah, yeah, I've got pretty much all of. Really, Bandler's, what what's your yeah. views on him? Um, a funny guy. Um, I would say he was psychopathic. Not in a he's going to go around killing people, but no. in a he truly believes everything that he says. And when he says, "Well, yeah, I I just tune up my hearing, so I I hear this," and well, they're going to take my pancreas out, but it's all right. I'll grow another because I've already done it once. And you think, what? Yeah, crazy. But he's like, yeah, I'll just I'll just hypnotize myself to do it. I'll just like, but his use of language 
for language sake is yeah. amazing. So like as a as a hypnotist and stuff. Well, you see, yeah, him and Grinlad, just unbelievable. But so when you look at Paul, like you know, look at Paul McKenna. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, and, he does a lot with band. Language, yeah, and and people don't people don't realise that they, you know, and. The more and more I look at it, because I've got very old school sort of... I, I look at history, not with rose-tinted glasses, I just think that we did we did shit way better in the past. Yeah. We did it with more class anyway. Okay. And it's like, when you look at NLP guys, you just, I look at like confidence, confidence tricksters. Hmm. And nine times out of ten, did they know what they were doing? Well, the, the thing with NLP, um, for me, is that it's a study of subjective experience... So I say, I, well, I don't know how to plaster, but I can copy ways that your strategy, your recipe for yes. it, so that I can do it. So um, there's NLP is almost all encompassing, and I'd, by that, it's a <laughs> it's nominalization because it's not real, it's not a thing. You can't pick it up yeah it's not tangible but but people NLP is almost um, a way to study what people do naturally if they do what you want to do yeah I don't know if that's made sense no it does well it's it's funny because the first guy who really got me into NLP was uh, and he's still a friend of mine Uh, yeah Bob Spore and he got himself into a bit of trouble and if you ever check it out it's it's bizarre yeah, this is a guy who was, uh, yeah, he was working in Hereford. You know what I mean? And then, like, he just embellished a little bit. And there's certain things that you don't do, and that's one of them. But NLP wise, the guy was on. He was really good because he he'd been with Banlow as well. Okay. And but he was something. He was something else. I started because um, because of my jujitsu, because of my own mindset, um, and really, yeah, what was happening was. Um, I got to a brown belt and I was teaching for Victor in um, Mansfield and like if I I was putting so much pressure on myself so if a white belt um, say a white belt passed my guard um, it would ruin my week Mm -hmm. not my day my week but because of that it would ruin everyone around me's week as yes. well because I was an awful, awful person to be around. Really? So um, so then I'd compete and it was just my mindset. I had everything that I needed. I had all the resources I needed. Because you had all the tools. Other than, yeah, I had a world champion instructor. Um, I had a massive amount of training partners. I had... Um, Two arms, two legs, a head. I had a brown belt. I had all, everything that I needed apart from that mindset. So yeah, so yeah, you had the skills up, but you didn't have the mindset, constant measure. No, I didn't have the. Um, I didn't have the synergy. Have you? Yeah, well, perfect word. No, because this is this is fascinating because the amount of people I see that are really flexible, uh, just physically. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, and I think jujitsu is probably the best because uh, that. 
classically there's there's no hiding place and the other one is the mat never lies and, and it's the truth your movement will tell me that you haven't been doing anything yeah. that's how it works but I can see and it's is why it's always fascinating to me because every now and again you'll meet a, a difficult character in BJJ mm-hmm. not many now mm-hmm. but you'll meet a few and you look at them and go how is your thinking not as flexible as your movement yeah. because your mindset is completely narrow Mm-hmm. You know, and which I, I can see in a dogmatic art, so I can't see in this. So in um, in NLP terms, that's the the law of requisite variety, and the person or thing within a system with the most flexibility will eventually control the system. So I had the physical requisite variety. I had the the physical flexibility of movement of techniques, whereas my mindset was very closed um, and I went to see a coach who in a, an afternoon sorted me just and, 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 and then I just read as much as if I you don't you don't mind me asking you know the you know the the white belt passing your guard yeah. did you did you equate that to a win and a loss massive failure so obviously massive when failure. you when you're in between two points and it's so binary yeah there's never yeah, any, yeah it you, was it was it's it one was or the other right it was well, it was white or black I mean either, I've either had a good day and everything's great um, or I've had a bad day and the world is ending but the difference was I wasn't your normal hobbyist training once or twice a week I was training twice a day so if on a Monday morning somebody passed my guard and Victor had guys from Rough House there so we had Jimmy Wallhead, Andre Winner, Dan Hardy. Um, these guys aren't white belts. Guys that no, no. Jimmy's just got his purple. Yeah, I just saw that one. Congratulations, Jimmy. Um, but there's guys that are going and winning massive competitions, and they're really good. And rather than um, not being happy for them, because I, I believe that when it comes down to it, jiu-jitsu is quite a selfish art. You're trying yeah. to a massive breakthrough. I had was. Um, respecting another person's model of the world so yeah I, yeah whereas jiu-jitsu is the complete opposite you're trying to impose Pose. your model of the world onto <laughs> this them. is unbelievable this is the truth yeah. so it's a um it's almost a mesh it's they fight against each other the internal jihad man yeah so um it was breaking through that sort of stuff um but yeah, if that happened on a Monday morning, Wednesday night, I'd still be thinking about it and what you focus on expands. So I'm thinking, I can't believe he passed my guard. And then what would happen is he'd say, oh, Paul, do you want to roll? And I'd be like, no, I've hurt my leg. Knowing that I hadn't. Yeah. But saying no and not wanting to roll with them and losing training partners in a sense because of my own stubbornness, my yeah. own inflexibility of mind. Well, you see, this is the thing. It's like one of the, one of the things that keeps me going up on a Friday to Neil Simpkins is because it, it's just sparring. It's just yeah. competition training. Yeah. So, you know, I need to get the, the beauty... <laughs> Neil, something else, man. I, it's, I have five junctions between junction, se- junction two and junction seven. Mm-hmm. So, and I li- literally live 30 seconds off junction two mm-hmm. and the gym is seven minutes. So literally it's all motorway. Yeah. And I can make up at least 10 excuses on each junction yeah. why I shouldn't go because literally you're just being thrown in <laughs> uh, but again it's like you know what you were saying I'll pick loads of brown belts loads of purple belts and a load of high blues so I've got up against them because if they beat me I still have value yeah well I fought but now Ashley, I do just do white belts all the time I fought Ashley Williams yesterday 
Oh, at, at Hereford. Yeah, how did this the go? F- first comp I've had for two and a half years. He's just won the Munich Open. Right. He's got um, an MMA, a pro MMA fight next um, week. He left Brown Belt, ranked number one as the IBJ by, with the IBJJF, um, and is an absolute monster. He's twenty three. He trains full time. He's he's a machine. I run a school. I have other stuff that I do. You're a new father. I look after my son all day, um, and then I was like, right, I want to compete. I want to get on the horse again. Um, and with Ashley, <laughs> it really was. It wasn't a horse. It was a. It was a wild. <laughs> yeah, I had to sit on that, and he beat me. Um, with things that the thing with jujitsu and um, with everything really is, it's it's rarely one fatal mistake that that ruins. It. Everyone says, "Oh, I made a mistake." No, it was that last <laughs> mistake that you beat you with. That was the story. I made like back. four or five mistakes in a four or five minute match and it was those amalgamation those that continuation of mistakes it, with it, you just hit you hit, hit nail on the head it's like it's I like that one knockout punch it's the three or four that have yeah, exactly itself. exactly and yeah. if it isn't the physical it's the spiritual and the emotional yeah, bit because yeah, yeah. you were saying the more you the more you think about it the more it expands and that, and that, and that is how it works just as you were saying that is crazy because I think I remember the last time you competed was at the British Open and it was a super fight. With Eduardo. But, it yeah. wasn't a super No, no, fight. who was it? Oh, uh, it was the Nottingham Open with Luis Tosta. Yeah. Lu- and he raped <laughs> Luis Tosta. Yeah. Well, that, this is that, was, that was the last time I, I took that on. Because Luis is a three, killer as well. On three days notice. Wow. And this is the thing. I'm, I was just like, yeah, yeah, let's get back on it. And I learn a lot from it. And that... that um, that loss to Luis um, taught me a lot, and it lasted thirty seconds. You know, taught me a lot. Um, whereas a couple of years ago, I'd have never trained jiu-jitsu again. Just buried it. Yeah, I'd have just gone. Forget this. I'm no good. I got my black belt. That's what I wanted. Right. I'm gonna quit. Do something else. Well, I tell you what. That's gonna that that's gonna lead me on to something interesting. That especially in the UK, the amount of black belts. As soon as a guy gets a black belt, seems like they can't be part of an organisation or they can't. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get too political, but you know what you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's it, and I don't think it's. Yeah, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I don't think it's a personal thing. I think it's a fact that again, and this will, you know, the tagline for this will be value. You know, mm-hmm. Paul Paul Cole and Mick Tully talk about value, mm-hmm. but but it is. It's like the black belt's been held in such high esteem that once you get in there, because mm-hmm. you can be a rank and file member of anything, yeah, but yeah. once you're up there and you're a major, yeah, you want to start commanding your own army and stuff. And yeah. I, I don't know if that makes sense, but I'll let you explain. No, no, I know what you mean. Um, for me, I I got into teaching. Um, I've always taught. I used to teach kids' class at um, Baja Birmingham when I was a blue belt. Right. Um, but having my own actual academy came from um, Victor relocating to Nottingham. Right. And me saying, well, you know, um, circumstances dictated that I stayed in Mansfield and... Um, carried on teaching and from there I set my own school up with 18 students right that was what three and a half years ago and I've got like 90 now awesome um, but 
I think, again, it's almost, I wouldn't say ego, but it, it is a want to, I want to show the world what I've got and I'll do it vicariously through my students. So the thing is, is like, it's common knowledge. Braulio is, is obviously the head of Birmingham. Yes. Um, but it doesn't. I don't think he teaches every day. He certainly doesn't teach every class. Right. So those guys that he's got teaching, if they're going and winning medals and they're winning everything, it's still under Braulio's name. And sometimes people think, well, actually, I want my name sort of out there, yeah. and I want, you know, I want a bit of recognition. Um, and I think some, you know, there's other circumstances as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a strange time at the moment in UK BJJ. Yeah, there's it's, a lot of factions. Yeah, there's a lot of factions, and it's, it's, it's bizarre because I see guys that used to be able to get on. Yeah. And it's very political. The only team that I've seen that are always seem to be solid is Carlson Gracie team. Yeah. Uh, they they just stuck together. I think I think with Carlson Gracie as well, as you got you, there's a different sensibility to their training I as think, well. Yeah, but I think they are more of the brotherhood that that everyone claims to be. Because in jiu-jitsu everyone, hey bro, how you, yeah, you know, yeah, bro, yeah. bro, bro, and then um, oh no, you can't talk to him anymore because he has stopped training there now. And yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of loyalty shouts and it's like well loyalty's twofold and you've got no. to you don't impo- you don't impose loyalty no you well, choose well in in other martial arts you get people that get up to be a black belt and then um go and open their own school and in certain places you know that's 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 just the norm what should happen yeah, yeah that's the norm it's yeah it, it we're, we're gonna have to see you know it's one thing, one things I love about Neil Simpkins' place is it, it's like fucking nineteen fifties Russia. It, he's Joe Stalin, yeah. and if you're there, and then and that suits me perfectly because I I have too many issues to think about. Mm-hmm. Just getting good at jujitsu. So Neil's like, I don't have any politics. My way, highway. That's yeah. it. As I said, you know, every stripe I've ever had off Neil, and I I, I already foresee a time where I'm calling his son. Professor yeah, and his daughter, yeah. you know. But that, but that's the sort of person that's I am. Amazing. Yeah. Aren't but, they? Um, the thing is, is um, that loyalty that you've got to him, you're a hundred percent sure he's got for you. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the thing. When when you feel when you're in a position, or not you, because take you out of it. Um, when a person maybe feels that that this loyalty is one-sided yes that's when that's when yeah that's where the cracks appear and again at the end of the day you know you just got to turn around and say look do you know what i just wish you all the best yeah yeah this is the one thing that i've always found in martial arts yeah i've had guys come and train with me and i'm like i haven't got what you need Uh, yeah jesus years ago i used to send the amount of guys amount of students i must have i must have lost 20 maybe 25 students to jiu-jitsu I just sent look, I haven't got what you want this guy's got what you yeah. want go there that's um, it but when I see them it's I still calls. great to see them I get calls all the time um, oh I want to do um, MMA and I go well I'm not an MMA school I teach yeah. Jiu Jitsu yeah but it's like MMA isn't it yeah but 
if you want, what do you want? Do you want to be able to put a short, shorts and like you know, top off, and do you want to get in a cage eventually? Yeah, we're not the school that's for not you. For me. Yeah, yeah, and there's a school there that's highly regarded. Um, go and see them. Yeah. Um, because why? Why sort of get a student that you're going to get? Sign them up, go through paperwork, set everything up, and then them say, "This isn't what I want." And then you've got to cancel it. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. And then it's weird when you're walking past them in a the street and they go, "Oh, you're right." Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh. And I hate that. I really hate that. The worst thing for me is if you know something happens, life happens, and the student says, oh, "I have to stop," and then you see them in the street and it's they. You can see that they feel awkward, and I think there's no hard feelings. Yeah, I don't. I don't want that either. No, no. Um, no again, it again, it, unless unless you're treating it like a lifestyle, yeah. it is a hobby. Don't overvalue it or don't undervalue it. I've been in a situation where you walk into a um, you walk into a, a competition or something, and you're scanning who's there for which parts of the room you've got to avoid, and I just really? think, yeah, and no, I just like. With the NLP stuff and with um, with Ralph and you know having the business, I just thought I can't can't be bothered with that. Don't anymore. need it. Yeah. Um, again, Tony Robbins said um, there's two ways to have the tallest building: you can rip everyone else's down, or you can build your own higher. And I concentrate on me because that's the part of my life I I have control of. Yeah. Um, I don't have control over other people's schools. I don't have control over my students' lives. If they want to go and train somewhere else, that's fine. I will work on making myself and my school the best it can be for... Well, just the best it can be because that way, you know, it's going to grow and it's going to... No hard feelings. If, If I don't offer what you need, what you want, there's no point as... Wasting each other's time and energy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I'll put exactly. the energy into the the students, into the people that 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 I am making a difference positively. Exactly. So, what's the future hold apart from obvious expanding the, the business? Um, my future. I've got a lot of ideas, which yeah, you know, yeah. Share 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 one or two. Don't 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 <laughs> let the cat totally out of the bag. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I'd like to. Um, I'd like to one day have another school, maybe. I'd like to be in a position where um, I can compete often. Um, How old are you now? 31. So jeez. Oh, plenty of time. Yes. Especially in jiu-jitsu sense. Plenty yeah. of time. I can go to Masters 25, you know. Um, but I want to... I know it sounds silly, but the word that pops into my head is is legacy, and I like I like having a positive influence on different people's lives. So I've got students in my kids' classes that are autistic, and and I know that coming to jujitsu has an effect yeah, on them. It does help, yeah. And um, I know a lot of martial art school owners, a lot of jujitsu school owners that are all about the champions and and if you're not a champion then or you don't want to compete or you don't want to do everything else then it's a bit um, elitist is the word whereas I I want to affect 
my end goal is to show as many people as I possibly can what they can gain from jujitsu. What? Now that is a legacy. Yeah. Affecting positive change throughout the world on everyone you meet. Yeah. There's, uh, there's the thing of I want to change the world, and, and my belief is if I change one person's world, I've changed the world. Too right. Yeah. Well, they, you, I've just changed theirs, and well, they, I want to change. That's it. Thousands. My, my thing with the uh, with the bad life coaches, um, you always get these guys. Uh, I don't know. Luckily enough, in martial arts, we don't have that many of them. It was like a phase that a lot of people were going through where they wanted to be life coaches. Yeah, I know. And I, you, yeah, you remember it? Remember yeah. that period? And I used to say, I worry about anyone who has to pay you money to tell them how to live their life. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, I, I see where it goes. Yeah, if you got a problem, it, yeah, a life coach sounds better than a psychotherapist, right? Well, yeah. But um, the thing is, with what area of your life do you want coaching in? Do you want coaching your whole life? My question is always, who's your coach? So when they say, oh, I'm a life coach, <laughs> who's your coach? Well, I haven't got one. What, really? Can, what? Why? <laughs> See, what, you don't believe in coaching? Oh, if you don't um, mind, Al Peaslin, that one was for you. I'll, I'll, I'll tell but, you in a moment. Um, yeah. But, yeah, if you're a coach, then what coaching do you get? Well, I don't get any because I'm a... I'm a jiu-jitsu coach and I train with Victor and I train with a load of the judo guys and I bring that back into what I do. Yeah. My NLP, I read a lot of books. I um, I still go to seminars. I still want to learn. My my big thing is I have a belief that, that it's a driving belief that if I'm not growing, I'm dying. Nature, oh, yeah. Nature says if, you know, when a tree stops growing, it starts dying. Um, exactly right. Without getting too philosophical, we're all parts of nature. Um, so I I grow as much as I can with reading books, with going to courses, with entering competitions. You know, that with a guy that like bless Ash, <laughs> absolutely bless him because yesterday he said, "I really respect you because I wouldn't have taken this fight." I'm really? up, yeah, he goes, "No, no disrespect." Um, but you've had a long layoff and and I'm coming off loads of wins. He's, he's talented and he knows yeah. it. That's a perfect mindset. And I wouldn't, I would never stand there and be like, what, you know, what an ego. I was like, that's the fight. Yeah. That's the fight. That confidence with that arrogance. The one. Well, I wouldn't say arrogance. I'd just say confidence. No, without. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. Confidence without arrogance. Yeah. yeah. When you see somebody with supreme... I've only met a few yeah. people where they have You're supreme gonna... self-belief. I'll tell you who uh, is funny. Again, name-dropping. You know, John Danahow was there. Yeah. At Henzo's. Doesn't need to say doesn't, anything. Doesn't need to compete. This yeah. is a guy who takes... He takes jiu-jitsu to a level where people, yeah, you always get the one guy that says, yeah. yeah, but he's never competed. And you're like, no, but the best guys in the world go to him. Do you know... Um... I've known Hoja since he was a purple belt. Right. I actually got my blue belt from Hoja and Mauricio. Right. When Hoja was a brown belt, I had to spar with Hoja. So I've known him for years. I don't think I've heard him say 50 words. And I've been to seminars. Yeah. He hasn't got um, instructionals out. You can see when he's doing like YouTube clips and stuff, he looks awkward a little bit when he's talking. I'm sure he's a, well. He's obviously a fantastic instructor because he's got some amazing students, um, but he doesn't need to. Yeah, you know. And if he was to say, "Paul, I think you're a bit crazy taking a fight with me," 
you know, I wouldn't be thinking, well, what an arrogant dick. No. <laughs> I'd be, yeah, it's yeah. probably a bad idea. No, no, no. Looking at it, you go, right, okay, all things considered, yeah, it probably isn't the smartest idea. Yeah. But, uh, However, what's going to give me the most growth, the fastest? But you, jumping in at the deep. You get jump, yeah, yeah, yeah. As I, I, we're gonna we're gonna finish on this, but it's one of my favourite lines. I, I and it actually it actually comes from the uh, it comes from the reality based world of all places where I've had guys turn up to me and they go, you know what it's like when you're in the middle of it when it's all getting ri- it's sink or swim. Oh, it's yeah. sink or swim. And I said, yeah, but I don't know. But you shouldn't tell any of those surfers because they seem like they're having a good time yeah. because. I don't know if you've ever been swimming, right? But those swimming coaches always look a bit pesty, right? So that's one, right? And if you've been to a local bath, it's never great. There's always some chavs making out in the corner and bombing and stuff. Uh, sinking doesn't sound too good either, because I would say that'd be drowning, right? Yeah, yeah. So surfing's the way forward. Yeah. And it literally, that's... Ride that way. Yeah, ride the wave, as you were saying earlier. You can't control anything but yourself. Yeah, and when you take... I don't like to say responsibility because it's quite a heavy word and a lot of people don't like responsibility. Mm. But when you take charge of that, charge is a better word, it means the same thing, but it's just easier to digest. To digest, yeah. Yeah, it is. And I'm in charge. I like being in charge. Don't necessarily love being responsible all the time, but I love being in charge. And when I'm in charge of myself, which I realise that I am, you know, like, as I say, the fight with Ash, the fight with Louise, stuff like that, I didn't come off going, oh, well, they're so much better than me. They they are good. They're, they're brilliant. But I made mistakes, and I'm almost not going to give them the power that I used to give people with, oh, I can't believe it. It's now. I shouldn't have opened my but, but No, that's... Yeah, you know, that, yeah and, and this is the... This is the, my. I just want you... It, your take on this okay. where people turn around and they all say I just made that last thing you know and it's all not just jujitsu but life in general yeah. and it, they yeah and I can point it all back and it was just that one thing and you go no it was 20 years of living before that yeah yeah because yeah, there's always a process a law of momentum <laughs> but um, what you've just done is something that that I find with with um, coaching um people and I don't want to say clients because but coaching clients when they say I can point at it my thing is the problem with pointing you got one going out three coming back at you wow so you've got yeah it was in but it's you know so you can point at the problem but you've got three more there's three reasons why you've got to look around. at yourself yeah and do, do you know what you've just ruined because I do I know you do I, the, I, you I do, do it with the fingers you do the double I'm doubling it up yeah but they're guns aren't they they are yeah, you've got well, a, they've got to stick them back in the holster back, every now yeah. and again yeah um, but yeah this is the thing and there's a really good book Outliers have you ever read it no by Malcolm Gladwell one of the best books I've ever read it's got a chapter on like the 10,000 hour rule and stuff right but it says um, he, he's like an economist and he breaks down um, like crash flights crashing like plane crashes and stuff right. and he says um, it's never one incident it's always a break in communication maybe a little break in communication between the, ki- the pilot and the co-pilot and then a break in between um, wherever Houston and the plane itself then somebody didn't press a button in time then the wheels didn't come down at the right time then there's a crash it's never just the plane crashed there's 
five, six, seven, ten things. So I got subbed yesterday, I got armbarred, but it wasn't the, the armbar that was the problem. It was him passing my guard. Well, it was him taking me down. Yeah. It was him actually getting his grips. That was my first mistake. He shouldn't have got his grips, but he did. Then he took me down, so that's my second mistake. Third mistake then is when I went to guard, I allowed him to stand up way too easy. Third mistake. Fourth is then he opened my guard. I got to my favorite position and got comfortable. Fifth mistake was he passed my guard. Sixth was he isolated my arm. Seventh was I didn't escape in time. So there's seven in a four, you know, um, say a four minute fight. So there's six opportunities you could have changed six, it. Yeah, exactly. The, 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 last one, the last one you can't really do because the process is complete. Yeah, I, I like to call it um, snowballing. So, you know, a snowball at the top of a, of a hill is tiny and you can deflect it easy. But if you try and stop it at the bottom when it's turned into a you know, an avalanche. Wow, you, that is profound, man. You've done. So deflect it there. And that's, this is what I wanted out of the fight yesterday was this. Right. That's the first thing. So now you got to start running up the hill. Got to start doing all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah and leave the, leave the avalanche Leave the avalanche where it yeah, is. Yeah, if you do that, then there's, there is no avalanche. And I find that if people, oh, everything's going wrong and everything's wrong in my life. And, you know, um, I say to my guys all the time, actually, they say, uh, oh, he's just passed my guard. Uh, you know, he's, he's choking me from mount. How do I um, stop a choke from mount? And my thing is, if you're bothered about a choke from mount, you, are you allowed to swear? Of course, but go ahead. You fucked up ages ago. Yes. Because he's passed your guard. He's then consolidated his side control. Then he's got to mount. Then he's set his grips up. Then he's flattened you out or whatever, and then he's tapped you. There's five things. Going just on just as you're saying that to me, I've I, this is one that I'm I'm trying to now reverse engineer everything. That's the presenting problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. and because before I was trying, well, you won't finish me. Yeah, it'll take you four minutes to finish me, yeah. and I'm thinking, yeah, but that, now but what I'm are you at, doing? Yeah, well, all that, but what it does, it, it is small failure upon small failure upon small yeah. failure. It mm. compounds compounds his yeah. belief, but more so compounds my 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 belief in how bad I'm doing I did a um, I did the podcast and me and Mark did the podcast with Christian Woodman see a couple of weeks right he doesn't even let people drill on him because he's like I don't want to get into a a mental pattern of being swept or being submitted or being so I won't even let people drill on me wow and I'm like you know what now more power, more, pa- more power to your elbow if it works for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to drill. That's yeah. it. I haven't got but those he, skills. He like drills, but he does it more in a specific training. Right. Um, well, but what he means is he won't sit there and have people do a hundred arm and, and just be compliant because he doesn't want somebody armbarring him a hundred times and putting it into his head that here, this is where I get armbarred. Wow. Now you've you mentioned it because we are going to wrap because I know you need yeah, to take. Yeah. I think I've got quick plug. Quick plug for your podcast. Uh, bro away the gee. Bro um, away the gee. Yeah. It was um, wasn't my idea. But it is. Is that Mark's idea? No, it was uh, Lawrence Shell, a friend of Mark. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Um, and what do you cover? It's a bit thrown together at the moment, in uh, the sense that ways. we. I didn't. It was Mark's brainchild, and my thing was, I'll do another podcast as long as it doesn't turn into what I felt it was turning into last time. Because selfishly, if I don't want to do something, I just won't do it. No. If I don't like it. I won't do it. Yeah. I'd rather put my energy into things that I like. 
but well, that's not a bad that's not a bad rationale to have is it well you know limited energy and all that oh, stick it where you, I'll tell you what this guy's profound and do you know what I've been really well behaved but I'm going to have to do it it's been great speaking to the UK's Tommy Steele I swear <laughs> to God I'm really showing my age there but I, there's no nobody else with such boyish good looks is there no well, who, can um, we, who, who can we look for I would say if Macaulay Culkin had led, led a really good yeah. life Michael J Fox again poor guy man I'll tell you somebody's got a great outlook though yeah, for a guy, yeah, has to. Unfortunately, you know, without joking, has to because without that, what's he gonna have? He's gonna waste away. Well, Paul, thank you so much, man. No, You're the man. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening today. We have a brand new show every Friday. And on next week's show, we've got this. Some people teach Tai Chi just for health. I totally respect that. Some do for combat. I do it for both. Yes. I can actually teach it for both. Yeah. And I say I'm not knocking anybody that can't. But I pride myself on saying, yeah, I can do the house side, the meditation, help yourself heal to a degree. You can listen to all our interviews on MixedMartialArts.com. Mixed Martial Arts is a Paint Your Headphones production.